West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic there. Of This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more on this particular episode? Believe it or not, it's already episode six. Now, we've been doing the show since 2011, but we started doing a special monthly segment with our retail banking coach, John Wilkening from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. He is our retail banking coach, and he's going to join us today for Bank Like a Champion. So it's Bank Like a Champion, episode six. But before we get there, just got a couple of quick observations and announcements. First of all, I posted on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago that the most influential person I'd met in banking in the last 10 years was a lady named Condra Smalley from a great community bank up in Tennessee. I have to say, I don't want to amend that, but if I had to kind of break it down, if it doesn't offend anybody in the uh, DEI police force, if I can say she was the most influential, influential lady that I met in banking in the past 10 years, the most influential, I can't say that word, the most influential gentleman that I met in banking is one John Holt of Nutmeg State Financial credit union up in Connecticut. I mean, the whole reason this podcast has been going on for so long and the fact that I've been able to monetize other ways of doing podcasting, branded podcasts, is all attributed to John Holt. I'll have to tell that story on a different episode. Well, he's celebrating 10 years at Nutmeg State Financial Credit Union. Folks, stop scrolling through LinkedIn and go do what they do and you'll be in business forever. Congratulations, John. I cannot believe it's been 10 years. Today on this show, you're going to hear uh, John Wilkening. Speaking of John, it's two Johns. Um, two Johns for the price of one on the show today. Speaking of John and John Wilkening, you're going to hear John Wilkening, our retail banking coach, talk about the necessity of doing things, being proactive. And I was, I was actually scrolling through LinkedIn, as I am wont to do, and I came across a post on Thursday uh, from a gentleman named Nicholas Magger, maybe Major. I, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, Nicholas. I apologize. Nicholas, business development manager at Great Lakes Credit Union. He, he had this great post. He went out somewhere. He left the office. He left the office behind. He left the social media behind and did something that not enough business development people do. He developed some business. He went out and opened some accounts. Now, he got four new members. That may not sound like a lot to you, but if only two of those members get their next auto loan from that credit union, folks, now we're talking about real money. And so we're hoping to get him on the show down the road somewhere. And then finally, folks, we got to talk about this. How do I say this as nicely as I can? I'm, I'm working on being a little less acerbic with my observations, but I've been doing this for 11 years, and sometimes your patience runs out. My friends, I'm speaking now specifically to the credit union marketplace. There is too much gimmickry in credit unions. That thing last Friday, I love my credit union, good. I'm glad you do. But why aren't these things ever initiated by the member owners? When I was in the Army and we did something like that, we, we would do what was called an after-action report 
What was the ROI for I Love My Credit Union Day? How did it change the dynamic of credit unions? Um, did, did it increase credit union market share? Or is it just another gimmick like the abject failure that the Open Your Eyes campaign has been? I'll let you decide and answer that question for yourself. And if you think I'm wrong, you know you're always welcome on this show to tell me that I'm wrong. Well, for 11 years, we've been honest and direct. I know it's not always nice, but sometimes nice and honest have a hard time getting along together. Well, somebody who is always nice and always spot on is our retail banking coach, John Wilkening. And we're going to go to him. We're going up to South Bend, Indiana to find out how to bank like a champion today and every day. And we'll do it all right after this. Well, for 11 years, you don't even have to open your eyes, just open your ears and you will hear the power of performance, conference quality information without the expense report. If you bring your That is right. We'll be anything you need. And if you need a retail banking coach, we've got him. His name is John Wilkening, and we're going up to South Bend right now. Hey, John Wilkening, welcome back. Hey, thank you so much, Jason. Always an honor to be on the show. That was take two, ladies and gentlemen. So I guess even I need some motivation. John, I was at a community banking branch recently. I'm not going to use any names. Very recently. And I've got to tell you, I know it's been a tough 18 months. What I saw in the eyes and in the affect of the people at this very large community banking branch really concerned me. They were a bit worn out. People worried. Doors closed eyes cast down. Um, as a banking coach, what do people that might feel like that right now after these unprecedented 18 months of COVID-19, what do you need to say to them? I need to say to celebrate that you're back with the team and you're out in the community and focus on what the bright light out there is and get prepared for the next thing because there's always the next thing. But, you know, a lot of places weren't ready for the pandemic, and those that weren't, you know, they weren't having a lot of fun. Nobody was having fun. But, I mean, those organizations that are not growth organizations, they immediately started to look at the other side of the balance sheet, which is cut expenses, which means you could have a, a de-investment in human capital, whether it's training or layoffs. And, you know, their organizations are, have probably chugged through, chugged through very slowly through the pandemic, and it's hurt. And, you know, the fact of the matter is the places that were ready with things like remote delivery and their techno technological advances, they gained market share in clients and probably grew during the pandemic. And, you know, that particular brand and brands like them that weren't prepared and weren't ready, some of the customers haven't come back. But the fact of the matter is, they do great things. They're part of great cultures. They're part of Main Street. People value the community banks like they do a credit union. And it's really, hey, let's dust ourselves off here. Okay, things are one heck of a lot better than they were a year ago. And the fact of the matter is a lot of small businesses, 
A lot of small businesses struggle through this pandemic, and they're really struggling still. It's one of the reasons why we went out there with the lunch program on Friday, because every little bit mattered. But I'm telling the community bankers, those that are feeling downtrodden, those that are defeated is the word, dust yourself off now and learn from probably one of the three great economic challenges in the history of the United States. And, oh, by the way, you survived it. You're at your desk today. You're tired, okay? You're worried. You're losing market share. So fix it. Do a big five. Write down five clients you want to go out and talk to. And then go out there and ask them one thing. Are you happy with your bank? And have a conversation. And bring them home. But it's an opportunity. The families are struggling. They need built consolidations. They need lower car payments. They need a consolidated debt. And the small business owners need a lot. So, I mean, this is not a time to kneel down and feel defeated. This is a time of great opportunity. And if you weren't ready for the first wave, don't worry. It's America. There's always a new challenge coming. But you better start getting ready right now. Because when, this, when we hit the cliff economically, and we all know it will happen. I mean, the country's loaded in debt. And so at some point, things slow down. It's best to get out there right now and get your market share up and help as many people as possible and build loyal relationships that are not based on rate or commodity-driven business. Because what they're really buying is that person behind the closed door, that person you saw in the lobby with their head down, and they're not seeing the great value that they bring to the community and the small businesses and the families at which they serve. That is absolutely true. You talked about Three, uh, one of the three great financial crises, the Great Depression, the Great Recession, and now COVID-19. I was in professional speaking, John, during the Great Recession, and my phone just stopped ringing. And it did me no good to sit here in my studio and complain about it and wait for it to ring. I had to do exactly what you said. I had to pick up that phone and start calling people. I had to figure out a new way to extend the brand that was eloquent online beyond the live events. You have to look at these things. There's, there's really no virtue in giving up. There's really no virtue in, in saying, I'm too stressed out to move forward. And it sounds to me like what you're saying is if, if you want to differentiate yourself from the other people who might be feeling a little worn out, it, you have to, the strategy has to be one of action. Exactly right. You've got to do something. You know, it's the old adage, and I'll clean it up for the show, of course, but I remember Al Holock, the old Whiting football coach, saying, wish in one hand and do something in another and see which gives you more. You know, unfortunately, praying does not improve the banking business. You know, it just does not. I mean, I mean that, is not, that is not a good strategy. Hope and prayer uh, does not work in our business. What, what does is – going out there and doing something, one step, do something, challenge yourself, push yourself to the limit, that we all have things we're uncomfortable doing. You know what? Go do those things first. First thing in the morning, get the things out that you don't like to do. If that's prospecting, if that's calling six small businesses or calling six or seven families to see if you can help them, do that first. But start growing and pushing. Because really, you're going to find out every time you do it, it gets more familiar to you, and your, your success rate goes up, and all of a sudden, you're doing something. So when everybody's running around with their hair on fire, admitting defeat, grabbing the emotional white flag, 
Why don't you go in there and be the team leader, but you lead by mm-hmm. example? And, and, I, and I will tell you that. In every branch in America, you're all one victory away, one victory away from a winning streak. That is so true. You know, we've got a new marketplace now, John where 80-year-olds and 20-year-olds are all using the same digital remote products. Big changes have occurred throughout COVID-19. People, you know, it's kind of wrong for me to say things get back to normal. They're not going back to normal. And it's, it's just something that professional bankers need to understand. The rules of engagement have changed. The rule history has changed. Uh, COVID-19 has displaced September 11th as the most significant cultural economic, political, financial moment in American history that will be remembered by the four generations that are alive today. And as I've told you many times, when I was in the Army, there was never a single lesson on how to sit still. We never practiced that. It is a time to be proactive, and it's a time to be creative. And if people aren't willing to do that, John, they're simply not going to survive this new world of banking, are they? No, they absolutely won't. But you know what? Jason, a fish rots from the head down. And so you've got to go, you know, right into the CEO's office or certainly uh, the chief retail officer's office if that's a problem that's going on. Because the leaders are supposed to be out there leading by example, not, not sitting behind closed doors and reading reports, but out there interacting. And you know what? There's no more challenging and more, oh, excuse me, there's no more important time right now for branch leaders to be out there in their branches with people, sitting in the branches, not in the offices, and mm. watching the mojo. You can feel it. Interact with the customers. Is the branch manager sitting in his office, or is he working in the lobby? And by working in the lobby, I'm talking about hugs and handshakes. You know, Dang that's right. the fact. So, so, you know, if we hang out with Tigger, we're always excited. Everybody loves Tigger, and when we hang out, right. when we hang out with Eeyore, it doesn't work work out so well. Now, Pooh, Pooh makes us all feel better. He's a sweetie, but Tigger's who excites us. And and Eeyore, there's enough Eeyores in the world, you know. So surround yourself with people with energy. Uh, one other thing that we have to address, especially that our banking coach can address, because you're in one of these positions. The other thing that was. I use the word soul-crushing. That might be a bit of an exaggeration. But if you are a vice president, if you are a C-level person at banking, in a bank brand, there is never a moment where it's appropriate to backbite and gossip and crack back on your other fellow executives. That is a stone-cold no-go from the word go. It, it creates a terrible atmosphere. It destroys teamwork. It destroys morale. That is something that can never happen. Absolutely. You know, there can be, dis- there can be um, disagreements. There has to be challenges, but always respectful and always with the eyes on the prize of keeping the organization focused and winning. And speaking of winning, the name of the game in banking is direct lending, and Notre Dame Federal Credit Union continues to win. You know what? Same as it ever was, or certainly has for quite a long time now, um, you know, we grew in advance because we were ready for the uh, pandemic, uh, and we've kept that level going. I mean, our commercial team's on fire, uh, and the retail network is playing the game at the highest level possible. Uh, we set an all-time record in July with over $16 million in direct lending. Uh, <laughs> wow. So we're on, that, we're on that run. We've opened our new branch in Whiting, and things are going great. 
um, a lot of exciting and, you know, happy times in South Bend, Indiana. Absolutely are. Hey, folks, stop scrolling through LinkedIn, stop looking at social media, and go do something. Be a Tigger, not an Eeyore. Do something that is proactive. Go out there and intentionally engage your audience of existing and potential members, customers, and clients, and you too, just like Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, can bake like a champion today. And every day. You heard us talking about Nicholas in the setup from Great Lakes Credit Union. Okay, so we signed up four new members. I'm willing to lay dimes to donuts. That's more new members than the entire I Love My Credit Union campaign accrued last Friday. Dispense with the gimmicks, get out of the office, go out there and do something. It is a dynamic world of banking right now. COVID-19 has kicked off a mass American migration. People are moving just as they have in all of the other four key moments in American history. The American Revolution, the Civil War, World War II, and now COVID-19. There is a mass exodus all over the place. There are new potential customers and members moving into your locality this very second. And you're not going to find out about their banking needs by participating in some gimmicky little online LinkedIn social media campaign that has no organic value. And if the member owners didn't start it, it's just more fluff. And we don't do fluff on this show. We talk about real banking with real bankers and have done so for 11 years. You heard about John talking this. I'm not putting up the white flag either. I will never surrender. I will never be silenced. I've been doing this for a long time. And guys like John, people that I've talked to this week, John Wilkening, Becky Reed, these are the new leaders in banking that we all need to be listening to. And you can be in business forever. You know what? Make loans, get paid back, be in business forever. I just did your strategic plan for 2022. My name is Jason Dias. Thank you for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care.